welcome back to another episode of Making Sense of Money. I'm Andrew Pellegrini. And I'm Nikki Jankola-Shanks. Today, we're going to talk about one thing that everyone loves to hate, taxes. For those of you who listened to our last episode on cryptocurrency, we had mentioned that it was going to be a two-part series. Don't worry, it is going to be a two-part series. Jake will be back along with David DiCarlo, our director of the Office of Innovation here in Illinois, to talk about crypto and why it's sometimes referred to as the, quote, Wild West. We just had to postpone that recording a little bit due to some schedule changes. So today we're going to talk about taxes and just keep a lookout for the next crypto podcast. The tax season is upon us, so we wanted to share some basic information to help you when it comes to filing. We really need to emphasize with this particular episode that neither Nikki nor I are accountants or specialize in taxes. So if you need individualized help for your situation, please contact a tax professional. We'll talk about some resources and we'll include links in the show notes for anything that we talk about. Another warning, the show notes for this episode are going to be pretty long. As we know, taxes are very complicated and we want to give you as many direct links as possible to help. So make sure to check those out. So the first thing to remember about tax filing time is that you are actually filing for two types of taxes, your federal tax and your state tax. The federal deadline is April 15th. Most states have the same tax deadline as the federal deadline, but you might want to double check. In Illinois, the deadline is April 15th, but if you're from another state, I would just double check. And for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to concentrate on Illinois taxes when it comes to talking about state taxes. If you're not from Illinois, please make sure you check your own state's tax department for the correct information. Another thing to note that if you are from another state, you might also have to file county taxes or municipal taxes. That is the case in some states or some regions. So just be aware of what your tax obligations are. It's also possible to get an extension on your federal taxes, at least. It's a six-month extension. You do have to file it. There's a form you can fill out and can be online. So then instead of a April 15th due date, If you file for an extension this year, the due date would be October 15th. Again, most states also allow this. However, one key thing to note is that an extension does not mean an extension of time to pay any taxes that you owe. It's just a filing extension. So if you do end up owing taxes and you didn't pay before the deadline, like even estimated taxes, you will be required to pay interest on anything that you owe up until it's paid in full. So I don't know about you, Andrea, or our listeners, but when I first start thinking about taxes, I get really overwhelmed. It just feels like so much. So where to start, right? The first part of filing your taxes to me is actually one of the most annoying steps, and it is to gather all the paperwork. Collecting on the front end before you go and try to actually file makes things easier. It's just tedious at times to collect all that paperwork. And it never comes in at the same time. (laughs) 
I know. And then some of it now is at mine and some's not. And I'm with you. So we're just going to go through some of the basics that you should try to have. Again, stressing basics. Everybody has different needs depending on your job or depending on your situation. But this is in general, these are forms that you'll need. So any W-2s you have, that is your wage statement. That is something that you should get from every employer. If you are employed by, you're not a gig worker or anything, if you have a steady employer, that is your W-2. Also your W-2, It by now, if you do not have it, you need to contact your employer because they should have sent it to you by the end of January. Along with that, you need to have any 1099s. So what's a 1099? Some examples. This is really a popular for contract employees. If you're on a contract, you're being paid by the hour. As I said, gig economy jobs, right? You may also receive a 1099 if you won a prize of over a certain value, things like this. So any 1099s that you have received have with you. You also need any documents related to digital assets. Yes, your digital assets. So that's cryptocurrency, et cetera, all of that is also taxable. If you made any charitable donations throughout the year, have receipts for those. If you own a home, you'll need your escrow statement. For healthcare, if you are on the healthcare insurance exchange, you should have received a 1095A form, and you'll need that. And if you are enrolled in college or university right now, you will need your 1098B. This form should be issued to you from your school, and it shows how much you paid in tuition and other qualifying expenses. So with the 1098T, I know a little bit about this because my overarching unit produces it for University of Illinois students. It will have tuition and qualifying fees on it, and it is different from a 1098 e-form you would get from your student loan servicer if you paid interest on your student loans. Just be aware of that. There are a lot of other forms. There's checklists you can look up to see what kinds of forms you might be looking for as well online. So you can also look for those checklists. If you are going to file taxes yourself, you can set up federal and state accounts online to be able to file. So for federal taxes, we'll put the, the link in the show note. If you haven't created an account before, you will need a photo ID. This account will allow you to view your taxes for the last five years, make a payment, view your tax balance, create payment plans, and there's a few other things that you can do on it. You can also make a payment as a guest on this site. But to see all the other information, you will need to establish an account. So another thing to remember when you go to actually file your taxes, you'll need to enter some information from the previous year into the file, especially if you are trying to pay taxes as a guest. If you already have an account, that information should already be there. So you don't have to go scrounging through your file cabinets to find it. You might also need to create a identity protection pin that should be unique for that extra level of security. This is a special number that prevents someone else from filing a tax return using your social security number. 
tax return fraud is very prevalent. It spiked a few years ago, has gone down a little bit, but still people can get access to social security numbers and file just a whole bunch of other people's taxes and take their returns. And there's not much you can do about it other than trying to file early so somebody else doesn't do it before you do. The quickest way to get your PIN is by doing it online. So we'll make sure to put that link in the show notes again. And if you've forgotten your PIN, you can also retrieve it online, kind of like resetting your password for something, except there's probably a few more steps. So if you are going to have a financial professional prepare taxes for you, they may need the PIN. So keep that in mind as well. I would just like to interject about you can definitely retrieve it, the website, because I have had to do it several times because apparently my brain can't remember it. I have no idea, but Andrew is right there. It's not as necessarily as quick as like hitting, forgot your password. And then they just send you an email. There are a few more steps. Which is good because it's for protection, right? For Illinois state taxes, you can go to mytax.illinois.gov. Again, we'll put that in the show notes. Similar to the federal site, you don't need to uh, create an account to pay your taxes, but by creating one, you will have more access to your records and other features and the Department of Revenue as a whole. Once you have those beginning steps taken care of, now you can go to actually file your taxes. So the federal government has what's called the IRS free file. This provides free guided tax software for people with an adjusted gross income of $79,000 or less. For those that may have above adjusted gross income of $79,000, it also provides free fillable forms for people. Again, we'll have the link in the show notes. Any of the software available through IRS Refile will charge you to automatically file and pay your state taxes. So keep that in mind. You can print your federal taxes out to determine what you owe in state taxes and then file and pay those state taxes separately. For state government, again, we're focusing on Illinois. So for Illinois, it's mytax.illinois.gov in the show notes. Both sites asks questions. They require you to enter different information, et cetera. This is where if you can claim any tax credits or reductions, there will be spots to market in the form or in the guided software, whichever one you're using. Some popular tax credits that you may have heard of, the child tax credit, the earned income tax credit, there's a bunch of different ones. One thing to note for Illinois residents, this year is new. There is a new expanded earned income tax credit, and there will be information about that particular tax credit on the Illinois tax website. If you feel like filing on your own sounds like something that you are up for and willing to do, but you might need further clarifications on tax terms like deductions or credit or withholding. We do have some free resources for you. In the past, we've done both webinars and podcasts to get a little bit more in the weeds as far as terminology goes, and we'll make sure to link those in the show notes. So we're throwing around some terms that might 
sound interchangeable right now, but you can get more clarity with some of the other resources that we have produced before. So there's also some free places that you can go to or call for help when filing your taxes, depending on your income situation. So the IRS has two programs that train volunteers to help low-income and folks and senior citizens file their taxes. One of them is called the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. It might be pronounced VITA or VITA. I've heard it pronounced both ways. And then there's also the Tax Counseling for the Elderly or TCE program. So with the VITA site, its sites are set up for people who make $64,000 or less persons with disabilities, and limited English-speaking taxpayers. And there is a, a website that you can go to to look up where these sites are located. There's usually at least one in the Champaign area that sometimes students take advantage of. But I know that across the state, there's VITA or VITA sites set up in several areas. The TCE program is for people that are 60 years or older, and they specialize in questions about pensions and retirement-related issues that are unique to seniors. So you can look up those local locations by going to irs.gov, and I'm not going to just name the whole URL, but we'll make sure to put those in the show notes. There's another program by United Way called My Free Taxes. And the URL is easy for this, myfreetaxes.com. So you can file your own taxes with their help, or they have a hotline, and using their software if you make $79,000 or less. You can have your taxes prepared for you through United Way if you make under $60,000. And it's pretty clear when you go to the site, you have a couple options to choose from and what the criteria is for each. The tax assistant program called TAP through Ladder Up, which is another nonprofit organization, is available for Illinois full year residents earning up to $32,000 for individuals or up to $64,000 for families or couples. The Illinois Department of Revenue also has a toll-free number that you can call if you have questions, and we'll make sure to put that in the the show notes as well, but it's 1-800-732-8866. And if you're thinking, I need more help, I want a financial professional to do this for me, it would be in your best interest to listen to our Choosing a Financial Professional podcast episode or watch the Choosing a Financial Professional webinar that we have in the show notes to give you some tips and things to watch out for when you are choosing a any kind of financial professional, but especially a tax professional. So after you file your taxes, the next question most people, myself included, want to know is, when is my refund coming? So for both federal and state taxes, you will receive your refund significantly quicker if you file electronically and opt for direct deposit into an account for your refund. If you don't do the direct deposit, then you're waiting for them to cut a check and then mail it, which takes a lot longer. If you do not have a bank account, you can look into opening one before you file. There is a program, the Bank on Illinois, 
program, and it partners with banks to bring low-fee accessible bank accounts to residents. We will also have that in the show notes if you want to take a look at that. The IRS says that as long as there is no follow-up information needed or clarification, and you filed electronically, and you have direct deposit, you can expect your refunds within 21 days from filing. They also have a link where you can track your refund. After you file your taxes, your information should appear on the, the website tracker about 48 hours later. We, again, that'll be in the show notes, but you'll be able to see it. If you file snail mail or you know through the regular postal service, the minimum is four weeks or longer to get your refund. Obviously, if there are issues as well that they need clarification or anything like that, that also takes longer if you're doing it through snail mail as opposed to online. The Illinois Department of Revenue says that if you have an error-free electronic return with the direct deposit, you should receive it in about four weeks. And they also have a website where you could get your refund. Again, both of those refund tracking links will be in the show notes. If you guys are anything like me, you're always anxiously awaiting. Absolutely. So as we stated at the beginning of this episode, taxes are complicated. So if you're confused or need help, know that you're not the only one. Remember to check the show notes for the links that we mentioned to all the different resources that we talked about. Yes. And getting started is often the hardest part for, as I said earlier, for me, that is the hardest part, just sitting down and doing it. So hopefully we've made that part at least a little bit easier today. And thanks so much for taking the time to listen and please pass this pod along to your family and friends as they get ready to file their taxes. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.